Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Welcome back, everybody. On today's episode of Trauma Drama, we are going to start with uh, Trauma or Drama, brought to you by Kaylee. And then our main topic today is going to be uh, fears and phobias. And we're just going to kind of wind it down. Johnny did have some mental health news he wanted to bring up. Oh, were you doing that right now? Johnny, yes. That's your cue. I wasn't sure. Sorry, my hand wasn't in my frame (laughs) when I... I served you on, up on a platter. It's my fault. We're, Let me try it again. Let me try it again. No, Welcome it, back, everybody. On today's episode of Trauma Drama, we're going to start with Trauma or Drama. So these are our main segments that happen, right? So our Trauma or Drama, brought to you by Kaylee. And then we're going to go into our main topic today, which is about feel, fears and phobias. Okay. But Johnny had some mental health news he wanted to talk about. Hello, everyone. Um, I thought this would be a cool segment we could do periodically on the show if there was some news in mental health that uh, these two could talk about. It'd be interesting. Um, and this week, uh, if you are experiencing mental health, experiencing a mental health emergency, you can dial nine eight eight instead of nine one one now, which is great. Nine eight eight. Yes. yes. The suicide hotline is changing. So now instead of the 800 number that it used to be, it is now 988. That's cool. And have do we know mm-hmm. if it actually is, are people responding like it's 911 to those calls? The, yeah, they should be. I think that's why Sorry. that was the intent behind changing it from an 800 number to a 988 number because it's more accessible like 911. But yeah. um, I would imagine that it would connect you to the nearest um, suicide prevention hotline in your area in a similar way that a 911 would work. It connects you to the nearest um, dispatcher, whatever. Yeah. I don't actually know uh, how that works. That's super cool. I know how it works, but yeah, you you got it. Sweet. That's great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Johnny. I know. I think I, I really like that segment as other mental health news and resources come up. It'll be important to share here as we want to be as informed as possible on how to support each other. Yeah, and no, I think it's a good idea, especially not getting too deep into the shit. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of getting too deep, <laughs> you want to transition? Yes, Nick? you ready for your trauma, trauma or drama? Yep, lay it up for me. I'm ready. All right, you're up. <laughs> I, Nick always gets mad at me when I steal his transition, so I wanted to make no, sure. No, that, that was fine. That was okay. perfect. Good. Um, But I'm really excited to tell you all a trauma or drama. We have not had a trauma or drama in a long time. So for any new listeners, our trauma or drama segment um, is a fun, scary, weird story coming from either one of us or from someone else. Um, And us as a team, we kind of talk through is that trauma? Is that a trauma response? Is that a trauma reaction? Is that a traumatic situation? Or is it a sort of drama, not so traumatic um, kind of reaction. So um, Yeah, was it in the moment? Yeah. Like, oh, what a bitch? Or yeah. was it like, oh, wow, that was fucked up. That is a really traumatic situation. So mm-hmm. um, my, my story, I will say now, 
Um, in order to protect myself, I will tell it as it is a very funny story, but it is something that um, happened to me. So please listen with kind ears. Nick, that means you. Oh, my uh, fault. <laughs> cool. Great. So my trauma or drama takes place, dun, 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 in the dentist office. So, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm sorry. Kind ears. Kind ears, Nick. I have not... <laughs> Been to the dentist in nine years. So the last time that I went to the dentist was when I was 17 and had a specific situation at that dentist office that I think really fucked me up, but we'll get into that later. Um, so I have not had access to dental care or dental insurance for the you know seven years I was in college and grad school and then have been in this role for two years now. So finally have access to dental insurance. And so made an appointment just to go get a consult and um, x-rays and a cleaning and like really low impact stuff. Um, but I, I'm so scared of the dentist that I didn't even call and make this appointment myself. My coworker <laughs> goes to this dentist and knew that I was in the situation that I was in dentist wise and comes out of her cleaning and hands the phone to the receptionist while I'm on this on the phone with her and says, can you make this appointment for my friend? And the receptionist wow. was like, I think that's a mean thing to do. Like, I don't think that you can like call and tell your friend like they need to make a dentist appointment. I think they have to do that themselves. And I told the receptionist, I was like, you don't get it. It's fine. It's it's me. Like, I need it. I need a push always. So we make the appointment and I was really nervous about it and I think I was nervous about it and I didn't know it because I kept forgetting. Like my innate self was like, I'm not going. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I'm, that's not actually on my calendar. Like, I'm just yeah. going to, oh, I have to go tomorrow. That's crazy. <laughs> so I go in and they like messed up my appointment. Thank God. I was like, perfect. I'll just come back. Never. Oh. Like, no problem at all. And they were like, no, no, no. We'll see you. We'll see you. You just like weren't in our books. And I was like, honestly, seems fine. Like, I'll just go. Um, <laughs> Man. Kind of fate wanted didn't want you to go to the dentist. I know, and so I I go in. I'm fucking nervous as hell. My hands are sweating. Um, I like I'm having trouble looking people in the eye. Like I don't know why that's the wow. case, but I'm just like so fucking anxious. And I sit in the chair and um, I meet this really wonderful X-ray technician, Terry. Terry and I become besties. Um, and the first thing she says to me when she puts the X-ray thing in my mouth is like, "Oh shit, you still have your wisdom teeth." And I said, no, no, Terry. Oh, my God. I have three of my four wisdom teeth because the last time I was at the dentist was an attempt to remove all four, but they only removed one. And she was like, this is a pretty bad situation. Like, you have your wisdom teeth. Like, that's going to be our first thing. And I was like, okay, Terry, I get it. Whatever. We're taking x-rays. <laughs> the dentist comes in. Um, the dentist's name is Holly. We love Holly. And she comes in and she's like, I hear you have a little fear of the dentist. And I was like, yeah, just my, it's mild. <laughs> no big deal. Everything's fine. And um, I'm sitting in the chair and she's sitting on, Holly's sitting on this side, on my right side. And uh, my girl Terry's sitting on my left side. And I was doing really, really great. And then all of a sudden, Dentist Holly was like, okay, I'm going to push your chair back. Like, we're going to go, we're going to sit back so I can do the, do the um, exam. I'm like slowly going back in the chair. Like, my heart rate is increasing just telling the story. <laughs> I'm going back in the chair. And then all of a sudden, I have zero control over my body and I just start bawling. Like, absolutely fucking oh my God. sobbing. And it's because of that, like, actual physical act of like going back in the dentist chair, seeing the dentist on this side and seeing another person on that side. I like, 
could not control what was happening to my body. And the dentist was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, honestly, I'm fine. Just keep going. Like, I just need this to be done. She's like, okay, like, it's fine. Um, And Terry was like, I can hold your hand. And I was like, yeah, I would like that. Please do. And so she stayed with me the whole time. I'm getting the exam with the, the glasses on because to block from the light and like tears are just streaming down the side of my (laughs) face and Holly's like literally just in my mouth with a little mirror looking at stuff like not touching me like not poking anything right it's just a wreck and then they were like I don't know if you can get a cleaning done today because it's gonna be like a lot of loud noises and a lot of other things like do you want to come back for that and I was like no I'll be brave like I can do it and I I was like as long as Terry stays with me like Terry and Terry the x-ray technician became like my emotional support person and so I'm like I was like fine I'll just get the cleaning no problem and the cleaning was like fine and the the um the hygienist was like surprisingly for you not being in the dentist for nine years like your teeth look great um I did have a few cavities dare I say a few um, yeah. Guess how many cavities I had, Nick? Johnny already knows. Three. It's a good guess. I guessed four. Um, I actually have seven. Oh, okay. So, so just a, just a little dent. So your teeth weren't that good. No, they but they, they said, weren't they weren't root canals though. That's I mean, right. That they said mm-hmm. that they were like they were like you don't need any root canals. They're all very minor. Um, half of them are in between your teeth because your teeth are so close together because of your wisdom teeth. And I was like, uh, ah, that makes sense because. I'm a flosser. I told them, put that in my chart. I'm a fucking flosser. <laughs> um, they were like, yeah, we can tell. And I said, I know. I floss. Damn, um, nice. I know. So anyway, <laughs> we move forward and they're going to do my, they're going to do my fillings. They referred me to an oral surgeon to get my wisdom teeth removed. And we did a lot of comp, like a lot of talk about that. And Holly, the dentist told me that she really trusts this oral surgeon, that she sent her kids to there. Like all will be fine. But um, the worst part is that at the end of my cleaning, at the end of everything, Holly comes and sits next to me and she's like, you did really good today. And I was like, thank you. I know. I feel like I, I feel like I deserve a treat. She was like, well, for your cleaning or for your fillings, when you come back, here's what we're going to do. Like we're going to do one side at a time, yada, yada, yada. But oh, you I, didn't get the, you didn't get them. Fuck no. Absolutely sure. not. No, 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 just, no, no, no. Oh. They just cleaned my teeth. We, we, we wrote a treatment plan. Oh um, boy. Yeah, so, so they said... I'm losing my patience. I, it's almost done, I promise. Kind ears. Kind they ears. said, they said, Kaylee, we have prescribed you some Valium for the next um. time that you come back. You will need a driver and you will need to prepay, but we feel pretty strongly that you need to be medicated. Wow. What did that do to your ego? I was I just like, want to know. I was like, cool. Uh, you're right. I know you're right. Like, I know that that is true. So, um, I left and I got myself an acai bowl as a treat. And, uh, I scheduled my first side of fillings for when, uh, Johnny's coming to visit and can be my driver. (laughs) Jesus. That's my trauma or drama. Um, it sounds pretty (laughs) dramatic to me. Dramatic? Not traumatic? Well, we we have to know what is why it stemmed from it so what happened years and years and years ago so yes because so, without context it's yeah, drama it sounds like yeah. yeah i just went to the dentist and got my teeth clean and they're like hey you got two cavities and i'm like okay cool and they just filled them and I no fucking and way I had pizza that night like for dinner it's it's not that bad whoa but that's crazy 
if you have something, I don't know what happened. Yeah. So. so they told me, or Holly told me, she was in my mouth, and she was like, you've had a lot of dental work done. And I was like, that can't be. I have no memories of having dental work done. She was like, you have several root canals, several fillings, oh, several wow. crowns. And I was like, how could that be? I don't remember any of those situations. Oh. Um, and so that's like, I think, part one of the trauma is like, I don't remember really ever being at the dentist, but I have a lot of dental work done. Um, and my the last time I was at the dentist, which was nine years ago, was when um, my mother scheduled a general dentist to take out all four of my wisdom teeth instead of an oral surgeon. I was in the dentist chair and they were giving me what's called twilight pills. So they didn't put me under, but they were just put like just shoving medication down my throat that made me feel high and like loopy and crazy. Um, I spent four hours in the chair. They broke one of the, my one wisdom tooth into like a bunch of little pieces and only got one removed. They had to stop the surgery because my throat started to close from the swelling. Um, and I had three stitches that were not dissolvable in my mouth. And of course my incision got infected and yada, yada, all those big things happened after that. Coming into the dentist office, my mom's like, you know, crutching in on her walker. Like my sister's behind her. My sister sees me all covered in blood faints. (laughs) My mom starts bawling because I'm covered in blood. My sister's passed out on the floor. The dentist doesn't know what to do. I'm high as fuck, reaching for my sister, trying to be like, ah, what can I do? And the dentist is like, don't move. And my mom can barely fit through the door. So (laughs) just pure chaos. And uh, that was the last time I ever went to the dentist. I got my infection. I'm allergic to a lot of pain medication. So the only Mm. thing the dentist could prescribe me was Percocet. Mm. So I was, you know, 16, 17 and just like my mom was drugging my smoothies and I just was sit laying in bed. I remember watching the like the ceiling spin and my mom's face Jesus. would like appear and then disappear. But her body was still there and it was just oh like very fucking gnarly. And yeah. so <clears throat> I wasn't even like I, I thought I was going to be fine when I went into the dentist. I was like, I'm over it. It's been 10 years, like no problem at all. And I did not anticipate the type of reaction that I was going to have, like just, I think that was the worst like out of body trigger I have ever experienced because it was like actual physically going back in the chair that just made me fucking lose it. Yeah, totally. I mean, that sounds pretty (laughs) traumatic now. Yeah, no, I vote, I vote trauma. Trauma. (laughs) Yeah. It sucks that you can't even remember half that shit to do. I can't. And I like, I remember I immediately called my sister after that and she was like, oh, I remember that very well. Like, I rem- I can see the, like, bloody you in the dentist Jeez. office, like, very well. Um, and my sister doesn't do well with blood or with puke. So um, <laughs> those might be her fears because of me. But, um, but, yeah, so my therapist and I got into that whole thing on Friday. <clears throat> it was very intense. And I was triggered for, like, three whole days. Like, I was mm, yes. grumpy as fuck on Thursday and I was like I was just riding at a 10 and I didn't know it and I was mad at everybody I was like all your triggers are out on the surface oh my god I was like one minor inconvenience and I'm gonna fucking kill somebody like (laughs) I'm gonna freak out (laughs) and like it definitely affected the way that I was at work it affected the way that I felt you know for a few days after that and today being Sunday I, I think yesterday was the first day I finally felt 
a little more myself. Um, and today, I, as Johnny said earlier, I'm very activated, like very back to my nice. core self, my baseline self. But holy shit. That it's, is gnarly, but mm-hmm. good that you're coming back. Yes. Yeah. I like ate That's some fun. good food, you know, took a lot of naps, exercised, and I'm, I'm feeling better. So... That's fucking crazy. Yeah, um, that's my trauma, I, drama, fear of the dead. I had a similar dentist story happen. It's just cr- cr- crazy to me how like our lives continue to be so parallel. So parallel. Wait, that's so uh, crazy. I didn't have any. It was only me, so I would say it was less traumatic. Okay. Was, if we're comparing them, which we don't have. To we do. don't compare. It was, yeah. It was just me there. Like I didn't have my sister come in or my uh. mom. Like, but they. My dad also like back alley this and. They gave me some Advil. They gave me some, I think they had to have given me local anesthesia. Jesus. And, but but that was it. I didn't go under. I didn't get any gas or anything. And all I remember is like, because they had to hold my head because I kept like moving. Similar. I, I just yeah. remember like all the pressure and they had to like explode each tooth and then suck it up. So it was very, very painful. And I remember just being so, so mad after. Yeah. I was in so much pain. Yeah. I was like, this was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, 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 that's so gnarly nick i can't believe that we've just had all of these similar experiences it's just funny because yeah. it i don't know one little thing can spread like this little bacteria virus bullshit literally it's like a little trauma seed and then nine years later you're crying as a 26 year old adult in the dentist office <laughs> yeah i definitely don't like the dentist but i definitely don't have that issue <laughs> life life comes at you fast <laughs> Wise words, Johnny. Wise yeah. words. Mm-hmm. I got a really cool mouth guard. Okay. For my nighttime grinding. Cool. My teeth. I was grinding like grooves in my front teeth, so <sighs> they filled those up for me. Shit. Gave me a night guard, and I should be good to go. It'll help my neck pain. That's awesome. awesome. I know you struggle a lot with your neck pain. That's awesome that you'll, yeah, you're getting something that'll help. That's why they wow. said. Wow. Um, because of the grinding. It's causing a lot of inflammation in my jaw, and my jaw is getting locked, and then all the muscles that you you use to open your jaw are in your neck. Whoa. Like, they're all connected. So That's crazy. Very, very interesting. Huh. I mean, I mean, uh, that's, that's definitely why I have cold sores now. Like, I... Oh, for sure. I for was sure. just... One, they were, you know, opening my mouth. And for those that are listening, I get cold sores and I, I've had them chronically for most of my life, but I get cold sores from stress, from heat and from like not like sometimes if I eat really yucky foods for like a few days in a row, I'll get like a cold sore. But the amount of stress that I was under and then them being in my mouth, like I should have known I was just going to get a big cold sore. So that's kind of funny. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> but that, you know, sparks our main topic of our episode because I, I knew my trauma or drama would be like rooted in just like really visceral fear. And yes. like that, the effect that it had on my body a few days after that, it got me thinking about like there are other like fears that for me are, like become triggers. And I, I, you know, like if I get exposed to that in a way that isn't safe or that I don't feel supported and I'm not having a corrective experience, it's just going to send me over the edge. No, I agree. And it does bring us right in our topic of fears and phobias. And I thought before we could go into this is like, there's only two for sure ones that we get born with. Mm-hmm. And this is according to CNN.com. It's with uh, the fears of falling and loud noises. So those are the only two for sure fears that we're born with. And you uh, called those we were, natural fears, right? 
natural, yeah, okay. not nurtured, I guess, because then that opens the door to like, well, then all the other fears are from our environment or our culture or whatever mm-hmm. our parents believed in. Um, so like, I'm afraid of spiders, but I wasn't born with that fear. But I guess one of my parents was. But like, I uh, Kayla deals with the spiders. I don't deal with the spider. But that comes from a like specifically learned from someone else and not yeah. your own traumatic experience yeah using that theory i yeah. wasn't afraid of spiders until one day something taught me to be afraid of spiders uh-huh. and i don't remember ever getting bit and being like oh shit that's poisonous because like there is an evolutionary thing happening but it doesn't really happen anymore like that's not yeah we don't, we're not worried about that stuff it's like the for any of my psych majors that are listening it's like uh baby albert you all know baby albert no? Not me. Baby Albert was a uh, a small baby that uh, I guess their parents agreed to like, in you know, sign Baby Albert up for fear studies or fear experiments. Um, and poor Baby Albert was introduced to a little white rat, like this little cute rat. And like at first he wasn't scared of it at all. And then they started as like every time that the rat came out, they would just like bang these loud fucking like things and make all this really loud noise um, every time the rat came out. And then eventually without the noise, when the rat came out, he would start crying. And it like created this fear for a poor baby Albert that he just is afraid of the little cute white rat. But it makes sense that like for babies, the, the natural fear of loud noises coupled with something like how we learn about conditioning or how we learn, you know, about, uh, I think that is classical conditioning. Yeah. I, th- I, I don't know, but th- that's the word that came to my mind. Yeah. We were talking. Yeah. Like w- with paired with classical conditioning, um, like can create Dwight a fear. Did, yeah. Dwight did that to, or did, who did that? Someone in the office did that to someone. Jim, I think did it Jim, to Dwight. <laughs> to Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it was about though, but, I wonder, it was like chocolates and like oh a ding or something. So funny. <laughs> oh yeah, like when the yes, that is classical conditioning because the. Now he's I'm like thinking, Dwight. What are you doing? Dwight's hands just out. Just out. out. Like, oh, oh uh, I don't know. I have to, yeah, not sure. <laughs> That's like yeah, Pavlov's dogs when they ring the bell and they salivate. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, but it's interesting that you could be conditioned into being afraid of something, and I wonder if that happens in humans with, like continuity or things that are repeated or consistency like um like with spiders nick did that happen every single time you were scared of a spider someone in your family was i don't know i can't i all i i just remember never liking spiders Mm. but i remember as a kid climbing through manholes with black widows coating the whole thing jesus and being and doing it like days after a time with eric johnny not johnny Mm-hmm. with Eric and Ben and we just fucking would always do it and I wasn't afraid of them then and now I fucking hate them dude. that's yeah. so gnarly yeah Johnny um, what, what, are, are some... what are your guys' fears yeah I was gonna ask the same thing I'll go ahead um, I hate heights I can't do roller coasters um, it's weird cause like sometimes I will like I've gone on like the like you know the rides at the fair um, yeah. like the one that has like just two seats and you go really high up in the air and that yeah. stuff. I've done that before. I don't okay with that, but like, just like a, like a, a general fear of heights. Like my hands get super clammy. Like <laughs> if I watch a movie, they're getting clammy right now thinking about it. <laughs> if I'm like watching a movie where your character's staying over the edge, like my hands, like oh I start my to God. sweat. Um, I, 
I don't have a fear of heights really, but I definitely get the clamminess when I'm up really high and I look down and mm-hmm. I start to think about it. I definitely yeah. do. My hands get clammy. I get stressed. But yeah. Johnny, you're not scared of um, like we did the the lift at the zoo, or like yeah. you said, ski lifts and stuff. Those don't bug you. No, yeah, maybe Which it's like is just weird. maybe it is like the fear of like like knowing that you're not gonna like if I if I fall right now. I Don't talk dead. about it. You're going to freak out. <laughs> <It's> gonna, <laughs> you're not falling. It's going to send you over the edge, literally. You're and not falling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'd say I'd say that's my that's my biggest bugaboo. Um, bugaboo! What a cute thing you just. That's said. a good use of the word. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I'm jealous. You said that. <laughs> You want to go? We can cut it and we can go. You want to say it? Yeah, I want to say it. Okay. okay. I think I can do it better too. Okay. (laughs) That's my one bugaboo. So funny. Goodness. Um, All right. Uh, But you have another one, don't you, Johnny? I have another one. Heights and. Uh. Public speaking. Oh, public. Yeah. Oh man, public speaking. (laughs) Which, if you think about it, you're doing it now. Yeah, well, there's, like, nobody in front of, you know, there's nobody in front sure. of me. Um, I can't see anybody's faces. I know you two. Sure. Obviously. Um, but, yeah, like, I remember taking a public speaking class in freshman year of college. And it was the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and does that come from I a situation or, like? Um, I'm sure it does. It's got to be tied into your uh, antisocialness. And- I mean, yeah. <laughs> Go on, yeah. No, I'm, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've said my shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, you two know me well. I mean, you guys know I'm not. I can't speak too eloquently for a, a long period of time. You don't give yourself uh, enough credit. I disagree. No, it's hilarious. I was thinking, I thought that sentence, and it took you, it did take you quite a long time to deliver it. Because I was going to say, you do talk adequately, or adequately but... In short doses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you, and then you, and while I was thinking that, you started to, to drag <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah. I think you're a great speaker, dude. I think you do I think so, job. too. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe it's like the public speaking is like, it's like a, an embar- a fear of embarrassment, too. Mm. I feel embarrassed yeah. when I do it. Mm. I don't know why. I guess I do have a fear of being embarrassed. Like exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I mean, just being like the odd man out in the room, like I—that's maybe that's what it is. Oh, I think we're—I think this is good. I think we're getting to the bottom of it. Like being like the, <laughs> being Doing like your the, own self therapy. <laughs> yeah, being like the center of attention in a room when you like you don't want to be. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Like when you're not desiring the spotlights that. on you or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's Let me know if this is a similar thing. If I may, Kaylee. Um, when I was down in Costa Rica, because like. Okay, cool. Great start. I, <laughs> I made plans to cook burgers that night, and then they brought um, the mom we were staying with, invited over her daughter and her husband, who's a professional chef, and then they were going to eat with us. And I was like, um, no, my wife can barbecue. Like, I'm, mm. I don't, like, why would I barbecue? I got actually mad. I was like, I wouldn't invite Picasso over and then make a drawing for him. That was like, oh. But I get like, that's his career. He probably doesn't want to barbecue when he comes over. Gotcha. I didn't want to barbecue for him. Right. Oh, I see. It's like so, a fear of being ridiculed. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I thought when you were saying that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I got angry, and it probably I was probably afraid that my barbecue wouldn't be good enough. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because I think I was going in a totally different direction when Johnny was talking about his fears because I was laughing to myself that both of his fears are things that make me come alive are things that I enjoy with my whole heart. <laughs> like I love like, God do, damn. I literally love doing crazy, like height, scary stuff. Like when we went cliff jumping and remember I got yeah. scared. I was frozen. Like when we were climbing because I was afraid uh, I was going to fall, but not of the height. Like the height didn't freak me out, but we were like, I just was scared. I was going to fall and hit a rock. On head I do love that adrenaline rush. Yeah. Where, Cause there's, there's gotta be some fear. Yeah. Or danger, <laughs> right? And I would imagine, as I if I start to talk about my fears, Johnny, I think both of my fears make you come alive as well, which I think is oh. very interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because my mm. I think my two biggest fears outside of the dentist, obviously, um, <clears throat> is I'm fucking petrified of the dark. Mm. I'm so scared of the dark. Like, so I have to like I don't know if you've seen the memes where like you turn on the lights off in the house and then you run up the stairs because there's a ghost behind you like chasing <laughs> yeah. you and you're like ah. the same one like there's a shark in the pool when yeah. you're going in there. yes and yeah. that's my second fear is I'm afraid of the ocean I'm afraid of water mm. I'm afraid mm-hmm. and I I don't know where that comes from but I think it it like has sent me into this like like swim panic where I like I'm not a strong swimmer I can't really you swim, can't swim because I panic like swim. it's just a fucking yeah freeze panic I've tried sort to teach of situation you like 20 times. no I know and I like I can float and I can keep mm-hmm. I can tread water I you, can do all of those things not, I, but you cannot float and move at the same time no. you could be dropped in the in the pool and make it to the edge eventually if there was a, a like the wind blew you over sure yeah or something but no wouldn't drown I when we went cliff jumping. We jumped into the ocean, and I was like, I can do it, no problem. And jumped in the ocean, I just told my friend at the bottom, like, just throw me the floaty, and I'll, I'll be yeah. cool. And that was what she did. I, like, jumped in, threw me the floaty. Even with all the cool. jellyfish. Oh, I got stung so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But those, I mean, and those are two things, Johnny, I know you you enjoy. It's... Yeah, I love being in the dark. Um <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I, I'm currently in the dark. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. It's, I don't know if you, if you don't like it, you're. But the, a, the hey, <laughs> watch what you were about to say next, please. Walk. <laughs> loose. Um, but I think my fear of the dark comes from a childhood trauma. Mm. Like I am petrified of like not knowing what is there, like not being able to see what is there or, Mm -hmm. um, and like, I do fine in the movie theater that when it's dark, I do fine. Like I used to not be able to sleep in the dark. I used to have to have, you know, the light on or the TV on. And so I I do still fall asleep with the TV on, but like when someone else is in the room with me, I can be in the dark. Um, but I'm really just afraid of. I, th- I thank God my dad bro- like didn't ever let me fall asleep with mm-hmm. the TV on because I would hate that. Yeah, it's my. I mean, God, I'm thinking about my fear of the dark. Like one of my most vivid memories as a child. This is like one of the only memories I have of my house that I grew up in, the one that was on the hill. Um, I would. I was like in my bedroom, and I had like a loft bed at the time, so I was like really high up on uh, the bed. Oh, love those! And I, yeah, those oh, are sick. It was so cool. It was so fun. 
and um, my I slept with my door open and the hall light on, but the inside of my room light was off. And my dad is just in the living room um, watching one of the Saw movies. Oh, jeez. Just really fucking loud. And he's, you know, probably had been drinking and was just like, murder, like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember laying in bed just being like, <laughs> oh, what am I doing? Jeez. So I went, I remember I got out of my loft bed. I went and slept with my sister and I was fine. But my sister and I used to go back and forth between each other's beds all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have the other side of the dark. Like, I I really enjoyed it now. I really enjoy it now. I didn't... I used to sleep, like, sometimes I'd cover my head with, like, a blanket. Oh. Or, like, leave a mouth, a mouth hole open so I could breathe. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I still do that. I don't do it now out of fear, though. I just like being, like, in a little cocoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it feels really safe. Um, <laughs> but I remember... Because I, like, really believe in the supernatural. So. Oh, totally. Me, too. I, I believed, like, if there was a dark spirit there, I believe I had the power to maybe, like, cross it over even, yeah. or talk to it. And I could use the power of the light side to do it because if there's the dark, then there has to be the light. So Absolutely. I was trying to bring it. Um, but, yeah, so. I couldn't agree I more, had Nick. a weird relationship. With I think Johnny's, one of Johnny's most sociopathic traits is that he sleeps <laughs> without blankets. Mm, yeah. He sleeps without blankets. Really? What do you mean? How will you protect yourself from the ghosts? You'll like get pulled have, out of bed. Yeah, you have to cover... Cover your any fucking body feet. Part, yeah, any body part not covered up is, is fair game. No, mm-hmm. literally, Johnny's right. just like feet hanging out of the bed. I'm like, you're going to be the first to go, dude. So I am cocooned on this side. Don't yeah. even associate me with you. <laughs> I get really hot. No, I literally so. tell the ghosts, like, I'm not with him. Like, you can take yeah. him. I don't care. He's, he's No, you'd be the first one to go. I get really Isn't hot, that, so I just have to... I have to take off the sheets, and so it's like nice because oh, I'm cold, and then I get to just flip it over, and then like ah, oh, you know, take it off. I'm hot. I like You're the flexibility. It's absolutely borderline mania. Yeah, it's a weird, weird, weird take. Um, okay, <laughs> Kaylee, do you have any more? Um, those are those are I think my big ones. Um, I think those are my. I don't know how to explain this. I think those are my practical, physical fears. I think we we haven't really bridged at all into what we were talking about earlier is like the social, emotional fears, like our traumatic fears of abandonment. Our, okay, let you know me name I mean? my last my last physical one then, Kay. weird Kay. type one, and then we can go. Okay. Um, it's the bottom of boats under the water. Oh, absolutely. That's horrifying. Yeah, I just Whoa. like... It's something I constantly think about. It's oh, like, my God. <laughs> I know it's really specific. That's like, it so is, intense. Like, hold on. Like, that is scary, but, like, w- why are you thinking about that? Like, That's what? trauma right there. It has to be. Hold on. The more, that the is... more, why aren't you? That's both. a good question. I am. I'm not I in agree fucking with you. Boat. I agree with you. Ever. Completely. You don't ever find yourself in the water next Near, to a boat. No. And you have to go under it, and you're like, oh, no, but what's under it? Literally, never. No. Happens, uh-uh. like, three times a week for me. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It's yeah, it's weird, but go it's, ahead, oh my god, it's so <laughs> it's making so frustrating for the sure. audience. Nick is having a breakdown right now <laughs> on well, Zoom because I think I think that my the, oh, that's so fucking interesting. I'm having a connection that I didn't think about until right now, but I wonder if it's similar, Nick, for you because like my I'm thinking that my 
fear of the dark and my fear of the ocean or of water are two of the same thing because I, I think was thinking that too actually because if you can't see it you don't know what's there the it's vastness the of the ocean yeah. like when I am in the water and I can't touch the bottom I'm gonna have a panic attack and drown like right. and when I can't see what's in front of me in the dark I'm gonna also have a panic attack and drown and I wonder too if like like is that bottom of the boat fear does it have anything to do with your other fears like spiders or like where's the connection <sighs> I just, I, I don't, don't know. know. Like, I d- even just touching something, un- like, not something uh, under the, the water, the boat. Uh, like, if I oh, put my Specifically foot down, a boat. Yeah. It has a to be a boat. Free- a dock Johnny, doesn't freak me out. Don't be patronizing. <laughs> Sorry. A dock doesn't freak me out, but, like, I don't know. I'm, I remember my, I had a boat growing up. We would always go wakeboarding and stuff, and I remember our propeller got tangled up in seaweed, and my dad jumped and went under the boat and untied it like while it was in the middle of the river and I was thinking like, damn, that's so cool. And I remember back then I'd be like, I don't know if I would do that. I'm sure when I grow up and have my own family, I'll be able to do it. Like I remember thinking that, but I still, I would not do that. That's such a specific situation. I guess we're stuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's ever. catch me fucking dead going to the bottom of the boat. (laughs) I mean, first of all, I can't believe my mom didn't start the boat up and like just yank the propeller while he was under there. Like that would have been terrible, but. I, I guess I got I could be afraid of getting run over by a boat mm. because I remember my but I remember my mom always panicking when I was in the water about that. Wow! I actually saw Julie do that to Ryland when we were um, wakeboarding at a lake. Like Julie was panicking that Ryland was in the water, and her panicking made Ryland panic. Uh. But when Ryland and I were talking, we were, everything was good. We were both in the water, but the second Ryland was like alone, and Julie saw that. Mm. It was weird. A learned fear. There it is in the mm-hmm. making. Yeah, a little seed. Whoa. That's so through. interesting. That my I used to get scared. I mean I can't that's like so specific, Nick. So I used to get scared of I have I have memories. I'm yeah. sorry. We're no. we're picking on Nick. Let's I, let's let's get off the Are we picking on Nick? I don't <laughs> feel like that at all. No, no, I'm not getting picked on. Nick, no, I'm fine. Nick has a tough tougher skin. I believe my whole life. Okay. I'm glad I'm glad for once okay. me and Kaylee are like on the same page with something. I, know. I feel like we're so you strong. and you and Nick are just lockstep all the time with your thoughts. But now it's you, Nick. You're the weird is one. That, hold on, is that a fear? <laughs> discovering new things whoa it's alright Johnny (sighs) that's like when people put their hand in the garbage disposal to clean it out and you're just so afraid that it's just gonna turn on see I do I have a fear of that too but I know it's completely un like like that's not gonna like you have you have to you have to literally turn it on for it to come on what's that movie where everyone dies in a crazy weird way final Final destination destination. one two three four five <laughs> I wonder if all of our fears could be a Final Destination movie. Oh, I think they definitely can, and probably are already. Scary. How would it under the under the bottom of a boat kill me? Don't tell Nick that. Don't don't complete that <laughs> sentence, Johnny. <laughs> Just hold me under. Uh, but I love surfing. I love going out there. But yeah. like, dude, if a boat got near me, if there was a boat, yeah. get the fuck away. I like. I would be terrified. Like, I remember, I wanted to join the Coast Guard. Like, I would have been miserable. Oh mm. my god. Like, I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to go on a cruise. I don't want to, like, I'll never do that shit. How could I I'll forget? I'll fly to each destination. <laughs> what? what? Sorry, I didn't mean it. I wasn't trying to interrupt you, I was, but I was trying to do it's this so that I could now. remember. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I was trying no. really hard not to interrupt I you. Know. No, it's fine. I, I was done. Po- I apologize. I was going to say, I almost forgot a very big fear of mine, and Johnny 
I am mad at you for not knowing. Nope. It's not your responsibility. Okay. Um, <laughs> I fear of birds. Ah. Uh. Whoa. How can I Big miss by me. Sorry yeah, about that. I, yeah. I, uh, I didn't know that. I grew up next to a peacock farm. Um, and as a kid, would constantly get chased and terrorized by your local peacock. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, my high school was just infested with seagulls. And seagulls are mean. Like, seagulls will take yeah. your food and, you know, poop on your face, both, both of which have happened to me. Um, and I can't even tell you how many times I've been chased by seagulls on the beach, been chased by seagulls at my school, been chased by peacocks growing up. I don't fuck with birds. I hate them. We went to the zoo at one time and got chased by a peacock. Free roaming peacocks. And they love me. They just want to chase me all the time. I don't know why. I'm on a peacock TikTok. Um, and this one lady like always stops the charging peacock with her hand. Oh, that's a. Isn't that an ostrich? Yeah, it's an ostrich. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Karen the ostrich. Same TikTok. Yeah. I don't know. I just see it every once in a while. I don't think you're like supposed to grab peacocks by there. Oh yeah, peacocks. No, they have the big feathers. They probably break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The or is it a is it an ostrich or an emu or some type of big tall bird? Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's Karen. Ostrich sounds right. Mm -hmm. No, I'm talking like peak. Like. Fuck was that? Oh, sorry. I live on a busy street, Nick. Okay, God. It sounded like a fucking demon. It could have been. Um, Yeah, no, I think it'd be, it'd be more. Well, you just like all like. Are you afraid of ostriches or emus? Because those are birds, typically, right? Okay. Any, I'm. I I fear. I would say nature in general because I respect (laughs) it. I want to keep my distance from it. Um, You see magic. I mean, just recently, I was chased by a deer. That's true. Down the block. I think you're really neat, but I respect your distance. I haven't I seen that TikTok, but it sounds it's like... It's a TikTok episode. <laughs> it's funny. Turns out I have a lot of fears, so... Wildlife, no, it's the all right. dark, I'm just... living. Let's go into the, um, the bir- like, emotional one. Can yeah. I just say one thing? The birds one is, like, as far as your fears go, Kaylee, um, is the hardest probably to, like... Live with? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think birds Because it's, re- it's really hard to, It's really hard to, like, spies. like to empathize with you in those moments, because it's just, like, I'm... Just like, it's just a bird. Yeah. <laughs> but it's your fear, so it's, you know. No, they're not valid. And you're, no, it is valid. That's, That's what right. I no, hear. Tell her. That's what I was going for. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> so bad. I was getting to that. Okay, great. I'm that a- was just the point you wanted to make, and then you just wanted to move on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everyone, I, I hate this space. <laughs> Okay, my probably main fear that's more like on the social and emotional mm-hmm. side would be abandonment, obviously. Yes, right there with you. Everybody could have guessed that. Echo. Echo. Um, obviously from abandonment as a child. Mm-hmm. Love was used as a weapon, a mm-hmm. tool to get me to do whatever I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then like actually being abandoned by both parents separately is like just icing on the top of the cake. Mm-hmm. But then it's, it's crazy because it turns like, it doesn't turn... Or it like evolves from a fear to like no reality. Like no, if if these people could abandon me, then anybody could. Well, yeah, and talk about so, consistency. Is it a fear anymore? Or mm, mm. I, I would consider it a fear. Like I think the social emotional fears are they ha- unless they are learned from a parent or someone you right. know at a young age. Like they have to be rooted in trauma because like the I mean. I was going to say when it comes to the fear of abandonment, like 
every time someone does what you think that they're going to do or what you're afraid that they're going to do, it like reiterates that truth or like cements that fear as like, I knew it. I knew it. This always happens. And then it like justifies that and it just becomes more and more of a predictable sort of thing. So no, like, I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. our brains focus very heavily on the negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard like a very simple metaphor, but if it's, it's like a skier going down a hill, if they're only focusing on the trees, they're going to hit the trees. Mm. They have to focus on the path mm-hmm. through the trees. So I try to like, I'm now trying to tell myself that to not focus on those possibilities focus or fears because the then yeah not the trees well do you think that there's any um like i wonder if there's any other ones because i'm laughing at myself because that's i'm thinking are there any other ones i'm thinking of like nine other ones i like i think i somehow both have a fear of abandonment and a fear of commitment somehow they go hand in hand wow well yeah probably because like the farther you get in the more you commit then the more you is at risk maybe oh t- uh, yeah it's it gets riskier and riskier the more and more time energy things that you commit to it like and that goes for platonic romantic any type of relationship like even That's why sometimes, I don't have a tattoo I'm a little it's too permanent for me see but I love but tattoos I'm, and I but I'm married so yeah whoa two different types of commitment <laughs> Nick that's so interesting yeah. interesting Johnny. Huh. Are you kidding? You have no social emotional affairs because you're just so secure? No. I mean, I don't know. Um, he can't even relate. He's like... Well, you, can I, just say, you can just say that you're afraid of me. I'm afraid of everything <laughs> Bailey does. <laughs> you have t- two people in your life that are, have a you, lot of social emotional fears. You do scare me sometimes. Thank um, you. Does Nick no. scare you or is it just me? No, Nick does, yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. You want to say good. more? A little, a little um, bit of fear is pretty good. <laughs> no, I mean I don't. Eighty percent love. Some rulers believe to rule with just fear. Not mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I'm a different kind of king. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm trying to think. We can come uh, back to you. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear more about your fears with us. That'd be cool to talk about. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, I. What the fuck do you mean? I'm asking you a question about. I think the we were in the safe zone with physical fears, everyone, and social emotional fears has taken right. us to a whole different it's level. A, it's getting a little odd. Who took it out of hand? But <laughs> couldn't think of any examples as to how it got out of hand. But here I don't we are. Know who lost their cool? Okay. <sighs> I would like to know more of that, Johnny. I think it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, more about your fears regarding Haley and. Yeah. Mm. But if you don't want to talk about that right now, you can talk about other social emotional fears mm-hmm. to contribute to the conversation. If you okay. Uh, is there a third option? Or? Uh, if I you... would loop back around to the first yeah. option again. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, because I do have a fear regarding friends and mm. stuff. Mm. I've always, I uh, just recently, because I've been starting to practice like self-empathy, mm-hmm. and, like being one with your authentic self. So it's been, I've been changing, but for the majority of my life, I've been really afraid of getting mad at friends or standing up for myself or Mm. saying like, hey, that hurt my feelings because Mm. I was worried that if I like made it too much of a challenge for someone to be my friend, then they wouldn't want to be my friend. Mm. Like I just had to make sure there was no ruffling of feathers ever. 
I echo that completely, Nick. I struggle with I the think, same things. <clears throat> I think I do too, as well. Mm, your feelings mm. are so valid, Nick. Yeah. That's a general fear of setting boundaries when you become a healthy adult. Yeah. And <sighs> Kayla's been, pra- my wife has been practicing as well. Mm-hmm. Like, but doing it like to like people who don't matter. Like, or, or I guess who don't hold the same values, like your parents or something. Right, right. So Less I might take her, risk. her lead on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Practice it with like a coworker or something mm-hmm. before you practice it with a father or mother. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Oh, yeah, fuck. Abandonment is gnarly. Abandonment. Commitment. Trust. <laughs> and abandonment is still up there with the maybe being born with it because we're so dependent on Oh yeah, no. Our our abandonment issues, Nick, stem from zero to one trust versus mistrust. Erickson stages of psychosocial development. We had a moment of like, can we trust our caretakers? We cannot. We will never trust anyone again. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) But there's hope because you know you can work your way back to learning how to trust. But it's very, like, one of the first things either you gain or you lack as a young person in this world. Nick, yeah. Nick was shaking his head while Kaylee yeah. said the words, there is hope. I'd rather not. Yeah, I can't go there. No, 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 well, no, no. I do really value loyalty. Yeah. Um, while studying my inner feminine, my counselor told me to study the person I married. Mm-hmm. Because I married the what I hold, like, her values are what I mm. hold most dear so I asked her what her values were, and she said loyalty. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, I like love loyalty too." So I um, guess that has to do with trust. But that's cool. It's always the only time I feel like I will the unconditional love becomes conditional is if someone's not working, and then that mm-hmm. abandonment trigger is just too, I think, open. I guess that's the boundary, obviously. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I've been adopting that saying, like, we don't, I don't fuck with people who aren't in therapy. I don't fuck with people who are not actively working on those kind of things. And I think there is like some brain chemistry behind that because our, I told you this before, like our amygdala needs a plan in order to calm Mm. the part of our, our brain down that makes us have these fears or reactions. And so more likely than not, if there is a plan in place, we can relax because our amygdala knows like there isn't immediate like bear or like danger, but we're slowly working our way towards like whatever um, end goal that we have, which is interesting. Have, but That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that theory like because our brains have evolved to like we're trying to survive always mm-hmm. that now that we have all of our basic survival like needs met, our brains continue to make theoretical problems whoa interesting and we have like we can if we can like bring it to consciousness we can try to stop it yeah i catch myself like planning for like weird possible yeah scenarios that stress me out but there's no point so oh no absolutely i think that is so real whoa 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 all right johnny what's your social emotional fear johnny (sighs) um just edit. No, we can wait. We can just edit the podcast. I I can right. also. I ha- I have one more I could talk about. I think. Yeah. You know what? I don't no. think I don't think I was prepared for this uh, okay. this topic. Um, and I don't think I've thought about it as much as you you two might have. But, I wonder why. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean like in a long term sure. way as well. 
We can just skip it. We can edit okay. all this out and just next. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yes. I would say my last social emotional fear that I want to talk about is I have a pretty deep seated fear of addiction or like ending up like my parents. Mm. Like mm. I. But does that mean also for someone else, like a significant other, to be addicted as well or anything, or is it just you? I think I. I don't know. I've never been presented with that situation where I've been worried that a partner or a loved one was experiencing any sort of addiction, but which I'm thankful for. Um, and I do think that if I was presented with something like that, it would also scare me in a similar way because, um, but on the, off, on the other side of things, my therapist and I have talked a lot about how when I am at my most like vulnerable or when I am at my most fragile of states, I tend to surround myself with like pretty, um, narcissistic or like um uh manipulative people because it's the type of person that reminds me the most of my parents and that is the type of person that i'm the most comfortable with because i know how to deal with a narcissist i know how to deal with an addict i know how to deal with someone who who manipulates me so when i'm at my most like anxious or when i'm at my most vulnerable that's the person i gravitate towards versus the healthier person that might be harder for me to relate to or to deal with or to connect with I might have had just a wow. fucking mind like, blown. Explosion. Yeah. We've... Yes. So <laughs> the I feel when I when I get the same way, I I become that. Um, those people that you gravitate towards, I become those. Whoa. People. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, feminine versus masculine. Feminine is yeah. the creativity, intelligence, love, passion. The masculine is putting all of that into the universe. So as someone who's you know, more feminine than my masculine self. I wonder if that's why you gravitate towards that and why I just do it. Whoa. Just a thought. That's very, very, so true. It just popped in my head. Yeah. That could, did I word that right? If I, I understood it. I, okay. Johnny didn't understand Johnny? it. Uh, yeah. Nope. No, Johnny. Okay. Can you ask me? Um, so Kaylee was saying that she surrounds herself with narcissists because she, mm-hmm. when she is, in an emotionally fragile state. Is that right? Yep. Okay. I would say emotionally, I heard emotionally heightened. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Vulnerable. And, you, and yeah, Nick, you're saying that you, you become okay. that person when you get in that same state? For me, heightened and vulnerable, they're like separate. When I'm heightened, I'm like ready to fight God. <laughs> when I'm vulnerable, I'm like so desperate. I just, you know what I mean? Mm. So that's why I just wanted to clarify. Mm. Uh, yes, Johnny. Okay. I think you're right. She said that she gravitates or surrounds herself with people yeah, with, yeah. who are narcissists. I said I can become yeah. narcissist. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Got it. Clarifying question. Got it. Yeah. Was any other part of that? Nope. When I brought up the masculine and feminine? Nope. Good. Got it. <laughs> it's all up here. It's all here. Uh, <laughs> got it on lock. But yeah, that's a, those are big things for me. How so does, like... Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, that's very interesting. It's like a, that is like a whoa mm-hmm. therapy moment. Yeah, there. that was very big. Where yeah, were you? That was good. Where were you? <laughs> 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 Where were you when Kaylee found out that she surrounds herself with narcissists? <laughs> she said, oh, I Yeah, look say. around, all, both of you. Look, in, look inward. Okay. <laughs> I, I did call myself a king on this episode. Yeah, I also uh-huh. called you a king on this episode. That's true. Gosh darn it. Uh, stupid king <laughs> complex always gets in the way. 
stupid king complex. Yeah. Johnny and I were talking about uh, our god complexes while we were eating pizza. Interesting. Mm. I forget that, Johnny. I do remember we talked about it. It was when I was trying to go fill up my drink. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You were saying that you you find it hard to be out in public because you just think everyone is so fucking stupid. Yeah, more stupid. I think I said something like that. That is tough. <laughs> that is tough for me. To it hear. wasn't like that. I didn't just I. We warmed up to that. No, yeah, he, we it was a buildup for sure. Yeah, yeah, he felt the same exact way, and then I finally just said it. Sometimes I perceive your king complex just as like male violence. Like I just am feeling. No, it's so much more complex than that. I no, and I, but I fu- just was talking about how I perceived it. Doesn't in mean the it's pe- true. In no, the no. in the pizza scenario place where we were in, it actually did make a lot of sense for me. Um, <laughs> it like clicked. I saw that happen in his head when I brought that up. He's it like, did. I never thought about it like that. That's yeah, so, it I did. Mean, it clicked that's for me. cool when your friends can understand you. Yeah. It was just like, okay, uh, can I explain it? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about it. We already brought it up. Just this would be the last yeah, thing that we, okay. we should wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just was saying like I get so frustrated trying to go like why. Are, why are four people running into me right now? Yeah. Uh, and then they're running, like, what is happening? I'm stand, I'm moving through without touching anybody. Like, no one's paying attention. Uh. And then I got back, and Johnny was like, yeah, no, it's, like, I saw that too. And then we started talking. So. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And, like, Thank and you. then, yeah. Mm-hmm. People. These people were probably on vacation, not, not mm-hmm. a fucking worry in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally get it. I was, it was just a conversation. They don't know how to order... I apologize yeah, for yeah. what I said about your king complex. You know, I'm just joking, right? Yeah, no, okay. no, I didn't take it personally. Okay, good. Um, Fears, phobias, good. hopes, dreams. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, sorry, yeah, the boat thing, I don't know. That's a weird one. Yeah, We're going back to the boat one. <laughs> we have to circle I mean, back to the boat. Anybody watch Hawaii Five O? Anybody watch Hawaii Five O? <laughs> the, the main character swam under a whole... Boat, oh. like a big cargo ship was so cool but I could never do that and that's when I knew I couldn't be named I thought we were over the boat stuff it uh, keeps me up at stuff. night I get it I get it Johnny on the next episode you will start with your biggest social emotional fear oh man okay well get prepared oh. you also might need more homework <laughs> you think more, I need more homework more homework schedule a session with your therapist those are oh, your two homework good. assignments yeah maybe watch a YouTube video on like how to find topics <laughs> Nick, that was, that was a different me. job. That was a totally different job. I that's what I was. I thought that's what you were gonna do. I thought I was like serving it to you. And I thought you were gonna do it. And you did it. For the so, listeners, so. we're on Zoom, and Nick just like said it, and like midway through that sentence, he just looked down and like <laughs> kept kept doing whatever he was doing, doodling, just actively like, insulting Johnny. The most backhanded. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Pulling up the outro. <laughs> We're done. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you too. Fuck. Please follow us on Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram, TikTok to see show updates, video highlights, and much more. And DM us for topic suggestions, corrections, worries, concerns, love, and hate. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. See you next time.